Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Hahn, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Pudimansko, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Daggy Woodman, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Father, thanks a million for your word. Bless your word that we are about to receive in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. Today I want to give you the final installment on my teaching on the foundation for every Christian. All right? We talked about, we read from Psalm 11 verse 3. The Bible says that if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And I said that what that scripture means is that as a righteous person, as a Christian, we are helpless without a good foundation. You cannot do anything if you don't have a good foundation. So, we are taking our time. The foundation of everything is the most difficult thing to build. Hallelujah. This evening, it will be nice if I'm teaching about seven steps to prosperity. Do you get it? Seven step to, steps to abundance. Uh-huh. This is also by way of announcement. The prophet has just announced that from the 11th of December to the 31st of December, we enter into our surge season. All right? Surge. Now, SEDGE, which is S-S-U-R-G-E, stands for Supernatural Seasons of what? Upgrades, Recoveries, Gatherings, and Encounters. Yeah, Upgrades, Recoveries. God is going to upgrade us in this season. Recoveries means things we have lost, we will recover them. Gatherings, gatherings, gatherings. He said, Sunday he announced we are going to have camplets. We, are, we used to have camps. Now we are going to have camplets. Yeah, camplets. Gatherings, special gatherings. And then encounters. And today he led us to pray for visions, angelic visitations, fastings that bring angelic visitations, visions, answers, fastings that give New, that give a new season. They give when you finish fasting, it gives birth to a new season. Hey, it's too powerful. Yeah, so that's the season we are we are entering into from. So this Friday, don't miss flow prayer. No, no, no. If you have missed all the flow prayers, as for this Friday's one, don't miss it because it's the last flow prayer for the year. Yeah, last flow prayer prayer for the year. Do you get it? When we were young, we, when we watch movies, they always tell you that the bad guy, whatever happens, he will die at the, at the end. So we used to call the end last show. So the, the, the bad guy, he will die at the end. The killer will die at the end. Anything that has troubled you, this Friday, oh, it will go down. Yeah, so don't miss this Friday's flow prayer for all the rice in China. All right? Great, 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 great. So like I'm saying, it takes a lot of work when you are putting a foundation. But that is what sustains the, the, the building. Hallelujah. So what I'm teaching is what will sustain us. And I've said as a Christian, one of the solid foundations you must have is understanding your salvation. Understanding what has happened to you. And I gave you six powerful effects 
of your salvation. I said your sins are forgiven. Your name is written in the book of life. You will go to Jerusalem. You will have, you go to the new Jerusalem. You have eternal life. Become a child of God and so on and so forth. It's all on podcast. Get it. You will be blessed. Hallelujah. I also said that one of the foundations you must have is a, a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I said, there are two types of baptism. Baptism into Christ, which is water baptism. And baptism into the Holy Ghost, which is Holy Ghost fire. fire baptism of fire. John said, one cometh after me. Matthew 3.16, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He will baptize you with unquenchable fire and we said that baptism we need the what the way we know you have had that baptism is by with the evidence of speaking in tongues hallelujah we also talked about the fact that you need a foundation of reading your bible every day reading your bible every day and i said it's not easy for christians to read their bibles every day so if you don't have a system that forces you to read your Bible, you would never read your Bible. You always say tomorrow, tomorrow. And the next time you see the Bible is when you set foot in church. So you need a system. So I introduce you to the system of quiet time. It helps you to read your Bible every day. And I said, personally, there are, there are supplements I take every day. Do you get it? You don't look like this just on air. You need something. Do you get it? You see, you see some cars and they've written powered by engine. Uh-huh. Like this also powered by something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you understand? But how do I remember to take the medication every day? I have a medic medication case that plans my medication daily monday tuesday wednesday so when i look at it i said today i and i i told you that i know what day of the week it is when i take the case that's the case is what tells ah the next one is tuesday take it quickly i can from the case when i miss it even when i travel i know i know when i'm going home by my medicine case because i pack my medication according to how many days i'm going so when it's left with one, I, I become excited. We are going home. <laughs> so that keeps me reading my Bible every day. The same way if you have the system of quiet time, it will help you to read your Bible every day. Now, let me just make this comment here quickly. Many Christians mistaking quiet time with Bible study. That's why you don't read your Bible. That's why you don't have your quiet time. Many Christians feel that to have your quiet time, you need to sit with the Bible for two hours, one hour, one and a half hours, one hour, 15 minutes. That's why you don't read your Bible every day. Because it's not every day that you have one hour, 15 minutes to sit down. Your quiet time can be as short as 20 minutes. Why are you so quiet? You look like people who don't have their quiet time. Yeah. I taught you how to have quiet time. Pray, thank God. When you finish, ask the Holy Ghost to speak to you. Read your Bible, expecting the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Then you meditate over it. Thank God for what you have read. Then you meditate over whatever you have read. Did I not teach you? Yeah. Why should this take about three hours? 
You just wake up, you pray, you thank God. When you finish, you read your Bible. Now the world has become so small that everything has become electronic. Your quiet time is WhatsApp to you. So you just read. How long does it take to read that? Just read. Then you thank God. Then you use the rest of the day to meditate. The blessing of God's word comes from the meditation on it. Not the abundance of the word that you read. You read the whole thing. You don't, you don't understand 17 of the words in just one chapter. How would you even understand the chapter? Do you want me to use those words again? Cataclysmic, cacophony, and kaleidoscope. You don't understand them. Do, do you understand? Uh-huh. So, now, Bible study is making time to study the Bible. That one you sit down, your dictionary is here, your Bible is here, your concordance is here. Then you, that one you take your time and you study it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, if you can get this distinction, everybody will have their quiet time every day. You may get twice a week to have a Bible study. Three times a week, once a week. But as for quiet time, you will have it every day. Hallelujah. We also talked about fellowship. Grow by fellowship. I said choose a Bible believing church. And then when you choose the church, I gave you seven duties of every church member. If you join a church, you must have these seven duties as you are a member of the church. One of it is give offerings in the church. One of it is pay tithe in the church. One of it is love your pastors, respect your pastors and pray for them. Don't criticize them at home when you are watching football. I mean, you are watching Kaiser Chiefs. They are beating Kaiser Chiefs. Then you are angry. Then you start criticizing your pastor in church. Do I look like I play, I play for Marysburg United? How? Okay. Tonight, I want to talk about the final part of it. Okay, I want to talk about the final part of it. Which you must have as a Christian. You must develop the art of soul winning. Develop the art of soul winning. I talked about prayer. So I've talked about six different foundations. Prayer. Tonight, I'm talking about developing the art of soul winning. Amen. Every Christian man. What is soul winning? Soul winning is telling somebody else about Jesus and helping them to come to know Jesus. Hallelujah. So in the book, Bishop lists four different things about soul winning. I hope I can find it. Number one, he says that we must tell our friends what has happened to us in Christ. Our friends may come to know Christ because of our testimonies. Hallelujah. If you're a Christian, you want to do well, you want to stay. One of the common practices in your life should be to tell your friends what Christ has done for you. And when I say what Christ has done for you, I'm not talking about you were looking for a job, you got a job. No, the primary testimony you want to give is about your salvation. Amen. About your salvation. The Bible says there's no name given under heaven through which men should be saved. Except the name Jesus Christ. So your testimony is about your salvation. It should be a common testimony that all your friends should know your story. All, and it's your friends that will believe your story. Because they knew you before. They knew before. They knew before. When you got drunk, you fell in the gutter. They carried you. So when you, you tell them that now you have changed, they know what, has, what, what you have changed from. Do you get it? They, they can see that there's really been a great change. Yeah. Hallelujah. When you read John chapter 4, because of time, I can't go through all of it. 
you see the famous Samaritan woman who we call the woman at the well. Hallelujah. This woman, Jesus met her and Jesus asked her for water. She, was, she had come to the well to draw water. She was so bad in the city that she never came to the well at a time where everybody comes to the well. Yeah, it's like she never goes to the shop at a time where everybody goes to the shop. She waits for everybody to go to the shop. When they are done, the time that people are at work, then she will go to the shop. So she had come to the well to fetch water. And she met Jesus. When she met Jesus, Jesus asked her for water. And she started to interact with Jesus. To cut a long story long, Jesus said to her, <laughs> Jesus said to her, I have water that I can give you. And when I give you the water, when you drink, you will not be thirsty again. So this woman finally gets converted by Jesus. The Bible says she went to the town. She went all the way. Give me 26. Okay, 20. then the woman... Then say Jesus, uh, uh, so maybe, maybe let's even go to 24, where it starts from, where it says, they that worship him, Messiah cometh. Start from Messiah cometh, 22 or something. You're there. Where she tells, he said, we know. Then the woman said, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. And when he has come, he will tell us all things. Okay? And Jesus said unto him, I am that speak. Say, I that speak. No, 26, please. I that speak unto thee am he. So Jesus said, I am the Messiah. The Messiah that you have heard about, I am the one. I am the one speaking to you. 27. And upon this came his disciples, and they marveled that he talked to them. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou to her? 28. The woman then left her water pot. As she was saved now, she left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the man, 28, come see a man which told me all the things I ever did. Is this not the Christ? So as soon as she was saved, her first action was to go to all the men. This woman, if you read the part before, she was into men. All her issues were women. She had married four times or five times. Now even she's tired of going to um, home affairs to go and sign. So now the next one, she said, let's not even sign. Let's just do fat and set and let's continue our life. Let's just be happy here. Do you get it? Let's know if you, because I know we'll marry for a short time. We'll have to divorce again. Divorce is expensive. So let's just live together. Cohabitation. Do, do you get it? So her friends were all men. That's why when she was going to the well, and it was women who go to the well, there was no woman with her. She was alone. She went to all her friends who were men. She said, come and see a man who told me what all the things I ever did. Could this not be the Christ? Come see a man. 20, 30. Then they went out of the city and came unto. The people she went to talk to, they came from the city and they came unto Jesus. They came to see. And Jesus prayed to all of them. As a Christian, too, you must learn to talk to you, share your testimony to your 
friends, what you have, what, what, what has happened to you, the change that has come into your life as you have met Jesus. Share it with them. Look, some of us, our problems will come to an end if we were to evangelize our friends. The guy who's trying to sleep with you, if you are to evangelize him and lead him to Christ, he will mellow. And perhaps he will stop. Yeah. He's always harassing you. But if you were to lead him to Christ and lay hands on him for him to receive the Holy Ghost, he will stop all this is nonsense. Yeah, he will stop completely. Do you get But many of us, even our friends don't know that we are Christians. Yeah, they know that Sunday mornings you are not around, but they don't know where you go. When they see you going to church, surprise. Do you get it? But some of your friends are waiting for your testimony. And, and Bishop said that they may change. They may not change, but they may change. At least give them that opportunity. Hallelujah. Give them that opportunity. Afford them that opportunity so that they will make a decision that we will not change. You can, many Christians will look at people and we say they cannot change. That's what we look at. One day we were doing an account, we were inviting people to church. Then I, I, I went into a, this type of butcheries that they bry and they drink at their place. Then I saw a guy, he was standing there. I said, brother, come to church with me. He looked at me in total amazement. I didn't realize, but everybody there was looking at me. They couldn't believe. I didn't know. So I said, oh. He said, when? I said, now. And I looked straight into his eyes. I said, right now. Like, I said, yes. So he looked at me. After, I mean, there was a pause, a silence. You know, usually you talk to people, then there's some awkward silence. Yeah, like that. And I was looking at him. It's almost like we were playing the blink game. Who will blink first? So I was looking at him. He was looking at him. Then he said, Okay, I'm coming. Then he turned around. Then he pulled out a gun. Then he gave it to his friend. Hold it for me. Then he, he, he had the answer. Then he came to me. I said, oh, let's go. Then I brought him to that. The, the whole thing, they were all looking at me like that. It's later that I heard that he's some camping and gangster. Okay. Oh. Okay. It's later that I heard that this guy said, keep me, he has killed these people. That, oh, I, look, he, I was shocked when he pulled out the gun. And I was still standing there, coolly like that. He just turned around and put it, dear sir. Then he followed me. And I was coming with him. I was like, let's go. And all the people there were, even I was getting, these Thailand, they were all looking at me. They couldn't believe me. Hey! Do you know who you are bringing? This is Osama Bin Laden you are going to bring. <laughs> yeah. He can't change. Who told you he can't change? Everybody and anybody can change. Even if they won't change, let us give them the opportunity to make that decision for themselves. Let's not make the decision for them. Oh, this girl's so bad. She's so bad, 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 bad that she can't change. Who told you? Do you know how thick the blood of Jesus is? Do you know how powerful the gospel of Jesus Christ is? Do you know? Oh. So let us give our friends the opportunity. It's our Christian duty. Number two. I told you it's a short. 
short, short Bible study. It is an important public declaration that is so winning or witnessing. It's an important public declaration that shows that you are not ashamed of Christ before men. It's an important public declaration that shows that you are not ashamed of Jesus Christ before men. Hallelujah. Many Christians are ashamed. They don't want other people to know that they are Christians. Yeah, they don't want other people to know. Even in the church, some Christians are ashamed to speak in tongues. Even when you come to church, where we speak in tongues, when you speak in tongues, somebody then just yeah, just put your you just look down. It's like don't see or you even lower your voice as though you are a snake. Anyway, Mark eight thirty eight. The Bible says, "Who whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also." Shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels? Jesus said, If you are ashamed of me on this earth, you are ashamed to proclaim my name, you are ashamed to let others, others know that you associate with me. Don't worry, when I also come in glory, I'll also be ashamed of you. Yeah, I'll also be ashamed of you. I remember a couple of years ago, I think 2015, we, 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 had a, we had an issue. I'm sure you all remember that famous issue. And when the issue was blowing, I mean, some of the top people that you expect them to stand and say, stand for the truth, they stood up and said, they dissociate themselves from us. Yeah, they stood up and they said, they, I mean, even keep quiet, but they came publicly and said, they dissociate themselves from us. Ah, don't you remember? Why are you looking at me like you don't remember? Oh, you, you guys, you always want me to be the bad person because I have the microphone. But you all remember. You were all... I remember some of you. I gave you a place to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2015 January, I remember. Yeah, in Soweto. Yeah. Villa Cassie Street. <laughs> But I remember, but big, big people who should stand up and say, this is not right. Rather, they said that we dissociate ourselves from these people. Yeah. That same way, many Christians dissociate themselves from Christ when they are supposed to stand up and say, this is it. I belong to Jesus. They dissociate themselves. And Jesus said, when you do that, when I also come in the glory of my Father, with the angels, I will also dissociate myself from you. Because you are ashamed of me. So, when you witness, when you tell others, a witness is somebody who, 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 who has seen something and he's saying it. So, when you say what Jesus has done for you, or what Jesus can do to other people, you are, you, you are publicly declaring that you stand for Jesus. And you are not ashamed. I stand for Jesus. And I'm not ashamed. Hallelujah. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. That is how it is power. What somebody is ashamed of, it is power. 
It has the power to save somebody's life. Yeah, it has power to save life. Can you imagine if you, as you are sitting here, you had the cure for coronavirus? The way you will be on Facebook, YouTube, showing it to everybody. I mean, show, I mean, this is your haircut that we don't even know where it came from. You have blasted it, the whole of Facebook for the, the world to know. Actually, your head is going bald. It's not a style. It's like it's finishing. But you have blasted it for the whole world to see. One small wig, Brazilian wig that you bought. You have shown it to the whole world. One shoe that you bought, which was made in China. You have shown it to the whole world. One dress that you bought from jet. You have shown it to the whole world. How much more Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ. One brown shoe. I remember that brown shoe. One brown shoe. It's like the, we went out one evening. A brother, speak where you were not here. A brother was wearing a brown shoe. Look, the whole night was about the brown shoe. It's like the brown shoe. The brown shoe. The whole night. Even we took pictures of the brown shoe. Pictures of the brown shoe. Yeah, I remember the shoe. Look, we heard of the shoe. The shoe was advertised before it was even worn. Then finally it was worn. You were there. They showed the shoe to everybody. A common shoe. Yeah, a shoe. How much more Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ which has the power to save a man. No, not these ones. Oh, this one. You, you see it. When, look, when I'm preaching next time and I do this, you know that is the shoe. <laughs> No, as soon as you see me preaching and I do this, you know that the shoe has come. Okay, don't worry. Those of you who don't know the shoe, just remember the sign. What did I say the sign was? You just see the shoe. It was here on Sunday. Oh, okay. So what I'm saying is that you are ready to show your new beloved to the whole world. You are ready to show your new car to the whole world. You are ready to show your baby to the whole world. You are ready to show your things to the whole world. It's time to show Jesus to the whole world. Yeah, I don't have any problem with you showing your shoe. But let's show Jesus too. Let's show Jesus too. Yeah, let's show Jesus too. Number three, I thought it's a four point preaching. So we are almost done. Number three, it is our responsibility as Christians to tell others about the truth. Ezekiel 33, 8 and 9 says, When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die if thou do not speak to warn the wicked from his ways. That wicked man shall die. In his iniquity. I'll read a story to you when I'm finished. Remind me. Shall die in his iniquity. And, but his blood will I require at thy hands. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked man, the wicked of his ways, to turn from it. If thou do not, and if, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But, his, but thou art delivered. Thy soul. 
Oh, it's up there. Okay. Yeah. So God is saying, I say people who are not born again are on their way to hell. If we don't want them and they die and they go to hell, Jesus will ask for their blood from you and I. Yeah, we'll ask for their... I said, I'll read a story to you. Anybody who has this, I sent it around not so long ago. Anybody who has that story, you can give it to me. I'll read it to you. I'll read it to you. Yeah, let me go on whilst they find the story. Mark 16, 15, and he said unto them, Go ye into the world and preach the gospel unto every man. Matthew 28, 18 and to, 80 to 20 says, And Jesus said unto them, All power is given unto me in the name on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever. I have commanded you, lo, I'm with you, even to the end of the world. Amen. Acts 1 verse 8, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in all Jerusalem, all Judea, all Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Have you found it? You got it? Let me read this story to you. It will bring this message home. Why is your lot? Are you doing load shedding? Is it brighter? Okay. Hey, load shedding while we. It says, A guy slept off while waiting for his roommate. Are you listening? He keeps late. He keeps late night. Okay. As he tried turning around, a huge dark figure with flamey eyes, opened his door. He wanted to scream, but all strength was gone. Was it a dream or a vision? He can't tell. It scared, it stared deep. Your screen is dark. Hey, please. No, just give it light. Thank you, thank you. Ah, She's showing off her eyes, eh? Oh, your new phone. Oh, please, let me use the new phone. Have you found it? Oh, why is it black and white? Okay. It can't work. It can't work. (laughs) Good. It stared deep into his eyes and handed him a letter. He opened it. It said, Dear Jude, I couldn't make it home last night because I died. I thought life after death is an illusion, but I'm here lonely and afraid, in pains and in torment. The torture is an ending. I can't explain, but I can't explain it, but I'm dying a thousand times in a second you never told me this place was for real and how to avoid it we grew up together we went to school together and did everything in common but you never told me about this new life of yours I asked you severally and you jokingly pushed it aside I I was a good man 
with a charitable heart, but didn't count here. But it didn't count here. The angel told me, I'm without Christ and my name is not in the book of life. I asked you yesterday morning, what this born again stuff, what is this born again stuff? And you said, you said, you don't want to bore me. Am I? I'm in pains. Can you hear the screams, the torments of the great and the less? I I was told it is for eternity. You betrayed our friendship. You never told me sex was fornication. But you cautioned me against AIDS. You never told me getting high was drunkenness. You just told me it's not to drink and drive. You never told me lying was a sin. All you said was, don't be caught. I hate you for this. I'm dying again here, but I'm alive. The flames keep getting hotter. I wish you were here. You deceived me to the end. If you had told me about Jesus and salvation, I knew I couldn't be here. I died only a few hours ago. I was drunk and ran into a hole. But it seems I have been here for years. Please tell my family and all my friends of salvation. I'm dying again, but death won't come. It's me, Henry. And he, it's me, Henry. And he woke up about 2.45 a.m. With a, bang, a banging headache. And his phone started ringing. He picked it up. And what he heard scared him to his bones. Hello, Henry. Hello, Henry is dead. That's when the phone rings. That's what the, Hello, Henry is dead. Today is still another opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus. I'm like, whose phone is this one? Some of our friends will curse us when they get to hell. Some of our friends wish they could write this letter to us, but they may not get the opportunity. This letter is real. How do I know that it's real? If you read the story of Lazarus and the rich man, you see that the person was reaching out to his family. The rich man said, send Lazarus to tell my family. That's the same thing this guy is saying. It is our duty. So, so Ezekiel said, if I warn you that this person... And they say, Pastor, I'm waiting for the day that God will warn me about it. There's a warning out there. Anybody whose name is not found in the book of life was cast into a lake that was burning with fire. So anybody who doesn't know Jesus, anybody who is not saved, is on his way to hell. Is that not a warning enough? Hello? Is that not a warning enough? Yeah. Number four. May God have mercy on us and help us. Number four, Jesus expects us to bear fruit. John 15, 16, I close with this one. Jesus expects every Christian to be a fruitful Christian. He expects every Christian to bear fruit. John 15, 16, Jesus said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that ye should go forth and bring forth 
you should go and bring forth much fruit that your fruit remain. Then ye shall ask whatsoever in, ye ask in the name of the, in my name, the Father in my name, he may give it. Many Christians just read the end. So ask whatsoever the Father in my name shall give. But this, this, this thing, the terms and condition is that you bring forth fruit and that your fruit remain. You see these forms that we fill, then they say terms and conditions apply. If you break the terms and conditions, you break the contract you are signing. This thing, ye shall ask the Father whatsoever he will give it. It's conditional that you bring forth much fruit and your fruit remain. So Jesus expects, as, as soon as you get born again, Jesus is expecting that you will be a fruitful Christian. You will bring forth much fruit. And when we talk about fruit, we are not talking about apples, pears, and uh, we are talking about souls. Human beings tend for Christ. Hallelujah. Church is very quiet. Is it the letter or is me? Yeah. God is expecting us to win souls and to bear fruit so that the kingdom will be populated. Satan is busy populating his kingdom. Busy populating his kingdom. We must also be busy populating the kingdom of God. Bringing people to Christ. Yeah. Bringing people to Christ. Fortunately for you, you have the church. You see, when you don't have the church, you have to lead everybody to Christ. But when you have the church, some you lead to Christ. Some you bring them to church to hear their preaching and be led to Christ. Hallelujah. The church exists to assist us in our fruit bearing. Amen. There are some people, sometimes your boss, you can't sit there and now start talking to your boss and say, you know you are a sinner. As soon as you say you are a sinner, you, you, your, pay, your pay starts going down. God punishes sinners Another one. So if your pay is 15,000, by now you are around 7,500. That's before tax. And you will go to hell 2,500. Yeah. Some of the people, the way they are, you can't preach to them. What you do is, you force them to come to church. So that somebody doesn't mean, as I stand here and preach, I don't know your boss is here. If I knew your boss is here, then I'll preach I'll try to be nice. Let's glory be to the God and the Father. Amen. Amen. When I say, masses and then let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. I don't know your boss is here, so I come. I'll be throwing my shoes around, preaching like a house on fire. When I finish, he's here giving his life to Christ. Then, so, Pastor, I want you to meet my daughter. Oh, sorry, sir. I didn't know you were here. I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said that. Cheating on your wife is bad. I'm sorry, sir. God bless you. May you live long. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't have said that. I don't know. So I just preach. That's why I don't meet people before the service. So I don't know who's there. When I come, I, after church, now they are introducing to, I am the chief executive for ANC. So, oh, sorry. Amandla, 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 Amandla. Yeah, I don't know you. Yeah. So, comrade, I, I was also in ANC, but I was in exile. Amandla. Yeah. So, church helps you. 
You get there. So the people you sometimes your mother is not you know she buys food for you too. You are now coming to tell her that lying is bad. Hey, you want to you don't want to live long in this world. Sure. You bring her to church. It's a special service you bring her. By all means, before we finish, we'll we'll make an altar for somebody to be saved. And then the people who are at your level, you witness to them, you tell them your testimony, what Jesus has done for you. Jesus expects us to be fruitful. May everybody under the sound of my voice be a fruitful Christian in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Father, thank you for everybody listening to me tonight. Make us soul winners in the name of Jesus. Help us to add soul winning to the things we do as Christians. The regular things. Not things we do once a year. Not things we do once a month. But things we do every day. Things we do at every opportunity. In the name of Jesus. Give us a zeal that wants to tell everybody about Jesus. Let us not be able to keep it to ourselves. That we want to tell somebody else. We want to tell them that Jesus cares. Jesus loves us. Jesus died for us. Jesus shed his blood to wash away our sins. Let us not be able to keep it to ourselves, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, let it burn in, it, in our hearts. Holy Ghost, let something burn in our hearts from today. Let there be a hunger, a hunger to tell somebody else about Jesus from today. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. You are here tonight. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I want to go to heaven. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. I will love you, Lord. I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Oh, may we be so winners. There are a lot of Henrys out there who are dying and going to hell. Yeah, they are dying and going to hell. And when they get to hell, they will remember the many times they were with you and I that we didn't mention to them that hell is real. Hell is real. Hell is a real place. It's not a phantom of somebody's imagination. It's not somebody, it's not a, a story to scare people so that they be good boys and girls. It's a real place. The Bible says there was a certain rich man. This man was clothed in purple and fine linen. And there was a poor man. This man fed sumptuously, but there was a poor man named Lazarus who was lying at his gate, feet desiring to be fed from the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his wound. But it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And it also came to pass that the rich man died and was buried. But the Bible says immediately, but in hell. 
he lifted up his eyes and being in torment and seeing Father Abraham afar off, he shouted, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Please send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water to cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flames. And Abraham said to him, Son, thou in thy laughter had had your life of good things. And, it, and Lazarus, his bad things. Now thou art tormented and he's comforted. Moreover, between us and you, there's a great God fixed that none can go from hence to death, neither from death to hence. It's not a story. It's a true thing. When Jesus told him, he mentioned people who were, who were there. One of them was called the rich man. The other one was called Lazarus, a real person. It's not a parable. It's not a story. It's not something that was being told so that it's like, oh, people will sit up. No! It's a true story. True story. This is not a sermon for funerals. That when people are dead, we frighten those who are alive because of the spirit of death moving. No, it's a sermon for everybody. That there's a real place called hell. It's a real place. In that place, when people are thirsty, they ask for a drop of water, a tip of finger in water to drop. You and I, when we are thirsty, we ask for bottles of water. We buy Coca-Cola. There's no Coca-Cola there. There's nothing there. There's only torment and thirst. In that place, it's a real place. Some of us must keep up our lives from tonight. The hanky panky must stop, the naughtiness in Christianity must stop, the foolishness must stop. Bible says, Wherefore lay aside naughtiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the word of God. Tonight, somebody needs to humble themselves and make a U turn. The naughtiness must stop, the fooling around must stop, the, the, the playing of games, playing church, and playing games. From tonight, somebody must become a real Christian and stop playing games because there's a place called hell. There's a real place. It's called hell. That place, people are looking for a tip of water to cool their tongue. It's a real place. It's not an imaginary place. It's not Disneyland. It's not a joking place. It's a real place. Bible says hell has enlarged its mouth. Hell from beneath has enlarged its mouth. Waiting for your arrival. Yeah. Hell is waiting for the arrival of somebody. And it's not waiting for the arrival of one person. It has enlarged its mouth. Waiting for the arrival of millions. Millions. Let's not take this as a joke at all. Church of God. It's time to put your life right. And it's time to help somebody put his life right. I said it's time to put your life right. And it's time to help somebody put his life right. Put your hands together for Jesus. God bless you. It's been a pleasure. Cheers.
joining us who believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.